Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm your host, Pamela Staten, and today is Wednesday, June 23rd. God is good, and he is encircling us as we speak, dedicating today's podcast to Olores. She sent in a beautiful prayer, and here it is. It's a prayer to love. Dear God, thank you that you are a loving, gracious God. Thank you that you've offered us forgiveness and the gift of new life in you. Thank you that your love is perfect, it never fails, and that nothing can separate us from your love. We pray that our lives would be filled and overflowing with the power of your love so we can make a difference in this world and bring honor to you. We ask for your help in reminding us that the most important things are not what we do outwardly. It's not based on any talent or gift, but the most significant thing we can do in this life is simply to love you and choose to love others. Lord, thank you that your love is patient. Help us show patience with those around us. Lord, thank you that your love is kind. Help us to extend kindness to others. Lord, thank you that your love does not take into account a wrong suffered. Lord, help us not to hold grudges, but to choose to forgive even when it is difficult. Lord, help us to love as you love. Fill us with your spirit so that we can choose what is best. We are weak, Lord, but we know also that even when we are weak, you are strong within us. Thank you, thank you, thank you that it is not all up to us. Thank you that you equip us to face each day with the power of your love, your forgiveness, and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Dee. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back, and let's continue to pray in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. You are ushering in another day, God, untouched and freshly new. So here we come to ask you, God, if you'll renew us too. Forgive the many errors that we made yesterday, and let us try again, dear God, to walk closer in thy way. But Father, we are well aware we can't make it on our own. So take our hands and hold them tight, for we can't walk alone. Amen. God's purposes for your life. Isaiah 26, my spirit within me seeks you diligently. Once you've turned to God and accepted his salvation, he begins to transform you by the power of his Holy Spirit into a new creature, one who bears the nature of Jesus. You've been completely forgiven of all your sins and you've been changed spiritually from death to life. This allows God's spirit to indwell, lead, 
and mature you. At times when the Holy Spirit is actively working in you, it may actually feel as if there's something unsettled in your relationship with God. This is the Holy Spirit stretching your faith, helping you transition from an evidence-based relationship with the Father to genuine, spiritually grounded trust in the steadfastness, trustworthiness, and faithfulness of God himself. Likewise, the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin in an ongoing way as it means, as a means to leading you to freedom and transforming you into the likeness of Jesus. Therefore, don't be discouraged if you feel God's promptings or restlessness in your spirit. He will never leave you or lead you astray. Rather, he is calling you deeper into a relationship with him and to the abundant life. Therefore, obey the Holy Spirit. He will help you receive and take hold of the Lord's wonderful will for your life. Holy Spirit, transform me. Increase my faith and love for you and lead me in your will. Lord God, amen. Amen. So beautiful. In Touch Magazine, it says, Yesterday we read that Peter said yes and then let down his nets. And today we see how the soon-to-be apostles' plans were irrevocably changed. Fishing was put on hold and Peter became a disciple of Jesus Christ. Obedience to God never disappoints. Jesus filled Peter's empty nets with an enormous catch and made him into a fisher of men. God can do this with our finances, relationships, and any other area of our life, but he does so in his way and for his purposes. Obeying God makes his power evident in our life. Peter's yes allowed him to witness a miracle. He could have looked at his to-do list and said, I'm too busy, or he could have pointed out that he was a fisherman and knew better. But Peter agreed and witnessed the power of God, first in the boat and then later in his own life. Obedience helps us understand God and ourselves. Having seen the miracle of the full nets, Peter gained fresh insight into who Jesus was and, by contrast, how he himself was a sinful man. Eventually, he came to acknowledge Jesus as the Christ. What is God asking of you today? Listen carefully, definitely say yes, and then watch what he accomplishes in and through you. Seriously, guys, watch for that today. Putting it to the test, and God will come through. Hold on. Be right back. Okay, bow your head and close your eyes for prayers from the wilderness. Today is a meditation for financial blessings. We all need it. Father, please do not allow me to become absorbed and overwhelmed with financial stress. I know you are my provider, 
Let me pray, have faith, and allow you to supply my needs and desires of my heart. In spite of what my physical eyes see, improve my spiritual vision. I desire to see the fullness of your grace for this problem. Kingdom thinking and assurance is the only way to defeat my financial strife. Your system is different from the world's strategy, so please continue to give me the faith to speak your word and take authority over this situation. Though I need increase, help me to remember I must be a blessing to others. Nothing belongs to me. When I see people in despair about their expenses, let me show compassion and concern in a tangible way. Give me the heart of a cheerful giver. Allow me to bless family and friends who freely give to me. When I am approached about the financial difficulties of others, help me to sacrifice some of my wants to provide for some of their needs. And as I seek you, please help me to remember my answered prayers are proof of your care and concern. Father, please do not permit my impatience and concerns about finances replace the awareness of your grace. Remind me to recall the many occasions in which you blessed me with a sudden breakthrough. Amen. In spite of my needs, also place a kingdom objective for increased finances in my heart, one that is clearly for your glory as you bring manifestation of my prayers and make me aware of the testimony I need to give to others and the praise of thanksgiving I should offer to you. Lord, I pray that in this season, my mind will be fixed on you as my provider, my peace, my hope. Every day, I lift my prayers to him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we ask of him. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 2 Corinthians 9 says, But I say this, He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Philippians 4 says, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in the glory by Christ Jesus. My God shall supply all your needs. Amen. Okay. And now 2 Corinthians says, My grace is sufficient for you. The prayer of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane is perhaps the greatest, most moving prayer ever uttered. In it, our Lord asked that the cup of crucifixion, which was about to be thrust upon him, might be taken away. But then in the very next breath, he said, Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. What a prayer, what strength, what power. When the Apostle Paul asked God to remove his thorn in the flesh, 
God did not remove it, saying, Instead, my grace is sufficient for you. Rather than complain or become angry at God, Paul joyfully submitted to God's will. He discovered that God's grace truly was sufficient, even in the midst of pain. Christ desires to be with you in whatever crises you may find yourself. Call upon his name. See if he will not do as he promised he would. He may not make your problems go away, but he will give you the power to deal with them and to overcome them by his grace. Amen. Commanding your morning, a daily devotional. John 15 says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you hear and bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. Amen. God doesn't promote privates into generals overnight because he knows the risks. Authority without discipline is harmful for both leaders and followers. How often have we seen men and women rise up too quickly in the body of Christ only to crash and burn because they ran things the way the world does rather than how they were instructed from heaven? We are all called into ministry, whether it as, is as business people, teachers, doctors, lawyers, janitors, artists, legislators, podcast hosts, or whatever else God has put on your heart. While each calling takes a specific expertise and requires unique talents and gifts, they, are, they all have one thing in common. Success is determined by one's ability to know how to pray and get direction from heaven. Amen. Father, you gave me the gifts and abilities that I have, but you know best how I should use them. You are the potter, I am the clay. Train my ear to hear your voice. I accept the instructions from your mouth and I lay up your words in my heart. Father, guide me in the way I should go and make my way prosperous. In the name of Jesus, amen. In God's way, day by day. Fellowship with God. This is the ultimate fellowship. Knowing God communicating with him, pouring out our hearts to him, and hearing his desires, his plans for us, his purposes. That is fellowship with the Lord. Loving him with all our hearts and receiving an awareness of his vast love. Being at peace with God and knowing God's peace in our hearts praising God and being filled with God's joy, being in a position to say, my God, that is truly what it means to have fellowship with God. And my listeners, my friends, 
we have fellowship with God. Hallelujah. And straight from the Bible, when is the appropriate time to praise the Lord? Praise the Lord often, regardless of your circumstances. Many people exalt him only when something good happens to them or when they receive an unexpected blessing. But the Lord is worthy of our adoration at all times, in all circumstances. But we never should praise him on the basis of our circumstances. We exalt him because he is worthy of our devotion and because we love him. Therefore, praise him on the basis of who he is in the midst of our circumstances. Don't limit your worship to songs you sing at a Sunday church service. Praise the Lord often in both words and songs that you create spontaneously. All around you at all times, you can find countless things for which to praise God. Look for those things and throughout, to the, and throughout the day, voice your heartfelt praise and thanksgiving to him. When you ride alone in your car, get into an empty elevator, sit alone in your office or workspace, or find yourself alone in your home, take every opportunity to praise the Lord for who he is. Honor him for what he has done through the ages, for what he has done in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, and for what you know without the doubt, without a doubt, the Lord is doing for you and will do for you both now and throughout all eternity. You can never run out of things for which to praise the Lord. When you voice your gratefulness to God, you open yourself up to experiencing the presence of God with you. The Bible tells us that the Lord is enthroned in the praises of his people. The greater your praise, the smaller your problems will appear. The more frequent your praise, the less you will find yourself with time to worry or feel anxious. The more you praise him, the more you are going to see things worthy of his praise. And as you exalt him, your entire attitude will shift from an unhealthy eye focus and problem focus to a healthy, joyful God focus and answer focus. So take a cue from the prophet Isaiah and proclaim, O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. 
Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. The Bible tells us that God is loving and merciful, and this is absolutely true. Those of us who name Jesus as Savior and Lord have trusted him for our salvation and know someday evil will be destroyed and Christ will reign forever. Thank you so much for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. Have an awesome Wednesday. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye for now. God bless.